Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Morning around 3 to 5 a.m., continuing throughout a good chunk of the day with most of our snow falling through the morning hours and afternoon. We're forecasting between one and four inches of snow. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. We're down to 14 degrees actual temp Thursday morning here at WTOP at 159. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Have a good Thursday morning, January 18th. Welcome in. I'm Dean Blaine. Coming up on WTOP locally, some school systems delaying classes again this morning. After more complications with icy roads and cold temps, we'll update you with traffic and weather. More snow on the way by week's end. The last-minute decision to close schools leaves some Montgomery County parents fuming. I'm Dick Uliano. The search is on for a local woman accused of pretending to be a lawyer and pocketing thousands of dollars. I'm Scott Gelman. Down day on Wall Street, Asian stocks mixed this morning. Good morning, 2 o'clock on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz. American forces have struck in Yemen again, hitting 14 Houthi launch sites that were an imminent threat to commercial and U.S. Navy ships, according to military officials. CBS News military consultant Jeff McCausland says if the strikes don't stop the Houthi attacks on ships in the Red Sea, the U.S. may need to escalate. All you can really do then is continue to raise the level of pain, if you will, either in terms of larger and larger air attacks but then potentially consider other things. Would you do a ground incursion or a ground raid or something like that? And Pakistan's Air Force has launched retaliatory airstrikes on Iran, killing at least seven people. The strikes follow Iran's attacks Tuesday on Pakistani soil that killed two children. More than 45 people have died in the severe winter storms that have spread across the country the past few days. CBS's Carter Evans is in Oregon. Many still don't have power in the Portland area. So far, 18 people have been Treated at local emergency rooms for carbon monoxide poisoning. Firefighters say some had used generators and portable propane stoves inside. Former President Trump attended the second day of a trial in the defamation case brought by writer E. Jean Carroll, who says Trump raped her in a department store in the 1990s. The report now from CBS's Errol Barnett. Trump is not required to attend these proceedings, which are focused on one very narrow thing, exactly how much Ms. Carroll should be awarded for the defamation Mr. Trump has already been found liable for. And there remains the possibility that he may take the stand in his own defense, but that will come with very specific restrictions. Drones can be fun, but a new warning says that's not the case with some Chinese-made drones. CBS's Nicole Skenga has that. Chinese-made drones pose a significant risk to critical infrastructure and U.S. national security. The alert comes as a growing number of states have passed legislation to ban government use of certain foreign-made drones over fears they could be used to secretly map critical infrastructure, expose sensitive data, or even spy on Americans. About 5 million skin cancers are diagnosed each year in the U.S. Now a device has been developed that will help make those diagnoses easier, says CBS's Alexander Tin on the Health Watch. The FDA says it greenlighted Thermosensor's new AI-powered device for doctors to use to help figure out if skin lesions on patients ages 40 and over might have signs of cancer. The FDA says it will require the company to continue studying the performance of the device in the real world and says the device should not be used as the sole criteria to diagnose skin cancer. This is CBS News. 
Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility, great pay, and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Animals are languishing in U.S. shelters, especially dogs who look a certain way. These dogs are just as deserving of loving homes as any type of dog, which is why we decided to help them get out of kennels. Join the thousands of supporters of our mission to help us expand our national reach and proudly place more dogs from kennels into their forever homes. To learn more about our mission, please visit us at kennel2couch.org. WTOP at 203. Thursday morning, 18th of January, 2024. A cold alert this overnight early morning. Actual low, according to Veronica, 10 to 20 degrees. We're at 14 in our nation's capital now. Thursday morning to you. I'm Dean Langby. Thank you for taking us along for your early morning ride this 2 a.m. hour. Topping the local stories we're following for you this hour. Baby, it's cold outside. Indeed it is. Bitter cold and that, it seems, it just won't let go. Plus more snow in the forecast by week's end on Friday. It's feeling pretty close to zero this morning in some areas already. And that will last, according to Veronica, until early Friday morning. Those temps, paired with what's left of Monday's storm, continue to create icy conditions and some local roads on some local roads this overnight early morning. We will keep you updated, of course, as we always do at your weather alert station, WTOP, with traffic and weather on the 8s. Now, the this is prompting some delays and even a closing this morning. Here's what we have in terms of the list of changes for today. In Virginia, Stafford County Public Schools and Culpeper County Public Schools will open two hours late. Rappahannock County Public Schools are closed today. Anytime we have bad weather, again, you can get the full list of closings and delays always updated as we get the new information. A click away at WTOP.com. WTOP News Time, now 2.04. Up in the morning and out to school. Now, continuing discussions we've had here at WTOP about Montgomery County Public Schools' last-minute decision this week to close on Wednesday just after 7.30 in the morning. Parents and students alike had been expecting a two-hour delay. And the jarring change, of course, left families scrambling to find child care and now raises serious questions Thursday morning. It wasn't until 7.34 a.m. the public school system reversed its plan to open two hours late. I went down around 7.30, I started making lunches, and then all of a sudden it switched. Amy Fenzel, a mom of three in the Montgomery County public school system, says she managed... But some friends were blindsided by the late closing announcement. One friend was on the metro. Another friend was about to go leave for a presentation. The school system says ice removal is far more time consuming than snow removal. But County Executive Mark Elridge says the closing announcement came too late. Maybe if it had been made more timely, it would have been less irritating. Dick Uliano, WTOP News. Monday's winter storm brought several inches of white stuff snow to our area. We could be in for a second round of snowfall on Friday, tomorrow. Another winter weather system expected to move through our region, and it could bring one to four inches of the white stuff during those early morning hours. By the time you wake up and head out, probably snow falling pretty good out there, and then continuing until the afternoon, early evening hours on Friday. Uh, that's when the snow will start to taper, just some lingering snow showers as we approach midnight. But again, about one to four inches of snow expected with a cold weekend. Seven News, Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson this morning. WTOP at 206 and other news. Maryland Democratic Governor Wes Moore turning over his new proposal for a budget this week. The $63 billion plan has no new taxes. It emphasizes 
The emphasis, we're told, is on increasing public safety, expanding affordable housing, and supporting child care. Stay tuned. WTOP News Time, now 207. She pretended to be an immigration lawyer and kept her clients' money. Now a local Arlington woman could face decades behind bars. Patricia de Oliveira Souza Leilis Bolin pretended to be an immigration lawyer to help foreign clients get certain visas. That's according to an indictment which accuses her of defrauding clients of about $700,000. In September 2021, a victim paid her $135,000 and expected the money to be used for a Texas real estate project that qualified for the visa program. But the indictment says the money went into her personal bank account and it was used for a down payment on an Arlington townhouse, bathroom renovations and credit card debt. Law enforcement officials are still looking for her, but she's been charged with wire fraud, unlawful monetary transactions and aggravated identity theft. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. Doing business is a pleasure with a pallet barrel stodge. Drive an automotive treasure, park it in your own garage. For over 40 years, Fair Oaks has believed lower prices and higher standards should be the norm. I'm Melanie Funkhauser, president of Fair Oaks. Right now, save up to 25% on all in-stock 23 Grand Cherokee 4xEs. See dealer for details. Fair Oaks Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Online at fairoaksmotors.com. Well, Thursday morning, January 18th. Thanks for starting your early morning with us at 208. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. I think weather on the gates and when it breaks. Good morning to Ken Berger in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you, Dean. Had a work zone on eastbound 66 on the ramp to the inner loop where the right lane was blocked. I say was because it's been cleared. Now, all lanes on that ramp are open. However, still have road work going on eastbound 66. Heading out by U.S. 29 in Gainesville, uh, heading over all the way to the Beltway. Uh, the road work is causing alternating closures along the far right shoulder, and that's in both directions. So, again, watch out for the flashing lights, and I uh, might want to move over to uh, the next left lane to give them some room to work. And then both the Directions uh, 66 at the Roosevelt Bridge. Bridge rehab operations, the left shoulder left lane blocked in either direction. And this is in areas all the way to the Roslyn Tunnel. North Glebe Road shut down in either direction between Chain Bridge Road and Military Road. All lanes are blocked, so follow the posted detours to get by. In Maryland, you had uh, no work zones reported on the Capitol Beltway, but there are work zones in Anne Arundel County, including at the Bay Bridge, where the eastbound span is, uh, is closed. Two-way operations set up on the westbound span. 100 Eastbound after Arundel Mills Boulevard, single lane getting by the work zone. Also watch out for the emergency utility work affecting eastbound 176 and Dorsey Road. This is at the southern edge of BWI Thurgood Marshall International. That's, uh, this emergency utility work blocks the ramp to I-97. Want to test an electric car? Plug into fitsmall.com and find your electric ride today. Check out the Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq, or the Toyota BZ4X at fitsmall.com. That's the Fitzway. I'm Kenberger, WTOP Traffic. Lighter winds at least this morning, but temperatures are starting out awfully low. In the teens, we remain on cold alert. For later today, 39 degrees, finally above freezing, but clouds will be advancing. Next weather maker coming in on Friday with snow developing between 3 and 5 a.m. Most of the snow will be falling between 5 a.m. and 3 p.m. By 3 to 7 p.m., that snow will taper and end before midnight. A quick 1 to 4 inches of snowfall on Friday before that single-digit wind chill temperatures on Saturday. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Ron. Monica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center.
Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. Money News at 10 and 40 on WTOP. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. It's one of those times when good news is bad news on Wall Street. A stronger-than-expected reading on December retail sales, up six-tenths of a percent, sent stocks lower yesterday. Investors now see a reduced likelihood that the Federal Reserve will be in a hurry to lower interest rates. Attacks on commercial shipping by Yemen's Houthi militants continue with a third merchant ship this week struck by a drone. Many shippers are staying away, opting for a much longer route around the southern tip of Africa. As a result, traffic at the Suez Canal has fallen to a three-year low. A new lease on life for bankrupt Diamond Sports. The operator of nearly two dozen regional sports networks is counting on streaming and a partnership with Amazon for its recovery from Chapter 11. Amazon will become a part owner of the company and will stream Diamond Sports Networks on its Prime Video service. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. Wheelchairs for Warriors serves those who served us. We provide custom-fit wheelchairs for veterans and first responders injured in the line of duty. When they are denied the services they deserve, we stand in the gap. To join the mission and support America's heroes, you can visit our website at wheelchairsforwarriors.org. We are a 501c3 organization and part of the combined federal campaign. Visit wheelchairsforwarriors.org. Being prepared and nimble are essential to protecting data, assets, and creating an environment that is compliant and safe for end users. James Carnall, Red River Cybersecurity Practice Lead, explains the company's approach to cyber in the series Top Voices, sponsored by Red River. We've really focused on providing experience across the entire cyber landscape, whether through Security Operations Center delivered as a service or zero trust assessments and mapping to the CISA and NIST standards. We are meeting customers where they are, giving them support at every stage of their cyber maturity journey and helping them meet their operational and strategic goals. Hear more interviews from the series Top Voices at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Red River. And to learn more about cybersecurity support from Red River, visit redriver.com. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Federal guidelines have nearly doubled the number of Americans eligible for lung cancer screening. Insurance companies are required to cover these tests for those ages 50 to 80 who currently smoke or used to smoke. Along with new treatments, lung cancer screening saves lives. If you are 50 to 80 years old and smoke or used to smoke, talk to your doctor about lung cancer screening. For more information and to find a screening center near you, visit acr.org slash mylcs. That's acr.org slash mylcs. This is WTOP News. Campaign 2024 on WTLP Thursday morning. Another Republican presidential debate has been canceled. This after Nikki Haley's refusal to participate in any forum that does not include former President Donald Trump. CNN says its Sunday debate is off and ABC and WMUR-TV called off their debate originally scheduled for Thursday this week. The cancellations now mean for the first time in years, actually, there will not be an on-the-ground face-off ahead of New Hampshire's primary on Tuesday. Michael Steele is the co-host of the brand-new NSNBC show, The Weekend. Steele is also, of course, a former Republican National Committee chair and former Maryland lieutenant governor. This morning, he tells our Dimitri Sotis Donald Trump's 51% victory was like a clap of thunder. 
that continues to reverberate, he thinks, into next week's New Hampshire primary. You see the landscape, you see the storm on the landscape, and you're like, oh, look at all that lightning over there. And then the thunder rolls in, and you're like, wow, okay, it's very powerful, it's very impactful. I think it reset what, what Trump did in Iowa, reset the, the narrative on the Republican primary back to where it, in my view, always has been. Donald Trump is the clear choice of Republicans for the nomination. And while the opportunity is there for others to to get in and mix it up with him, they haven't. And the reason they haven't is because their campaigns know that that's where the base is. The moneyed interest in the party, those big dollars and donors who are out there wanting to play with, you know, Ron DeSantis, uh, uh, Tim Scott, and now Nikki Haley, aren't reflective of where the base is. And the base said very resoundly, especially the evangelical base, which is going to make up a larger and larger part of the electorate in the Republican primaries you get through this thing, especially in a place like South Carolina, where over 75 percent of the Republican turnout is an evangelical voter. It's going to make a difference. And so that clap of thunder that you heard from Trump, it was a way of saying, hello, I haven't gone anywhere. They still love me. They still want me. And now, you know, Nikki wants this to be a two person race. Well, it's kind of hard to do that from third place. And that's that's the politics that she's going to have to take with her going into New Hampshire. And what about New Hampshire? Is second place good enough for Nikki Haley to say, hey, I did something? Or does she really have to surprise everyone and somehow come in first? Yeah, after third place, you got to come within a whisper of first in New Hampshire. I just don't see that happening. I think that despite the fact that you have uh, a significant number of Democrats who uh, may have registered for the purposes of voting in that primary and same with independence, that speaks to the nature of New Hampshire, which is sort of a freelance kind of approach to, to American politics, is still a Republican primary. Trump still has a large base of support there. Polling out today out of New Hampshire shows Donald Trump with 50%. And Nikki Haley, some 21, 23 percent behind him. Can she make that up in, in three days, five days a week? I don't know. But that's the test. And so I think New Hampshire, again, the press and others want to create a horse race that isn't there. Number one. Number two, I think a lot of politicos are imagining a campaign that never existed. That's Michael Steele talking with our Dimitri Sotis. He's the co-host of the brand new MSNBC show titled The Weekend, Saturday and Sunday mornings at 8, with co-host Alicia Mendez and Simone Sanders Townsend. Quick look at the top stories we're following for you this Thursday morning on WTLP. U.S. has launched another wave of airstrikes against Houthi-controlled sites in Yemen. Icy roads here at home, bitter cold this overnight early morning, causing some local school systems to delay the start of classes this morning. We'll update you, of course. And former President Trump was threatened this week with expulsion from his Manhattan civil trial on Wednesday after he repeatedly ignored warnings to keep quiet while writer E. Jean Carroll testified. We'll have more in just minutes. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTLP.com. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks on WTOP. 
And the very cold ride continues all through the DMV. And just be prepared for uh, secondary streets, major side roads, those less traveled roadways and outlying areas. You might still encounter an icy patch here and there. So just take it easy as you make your way around those general areas. Also, bridges, ramps, overpasses, elevated roadways, they freeze before the main roadway. So, again, uh, just use some caution as you cross any of those uh, bridges, and including at the Wilson Bridge and the American Legion Bridge along the Beltway in Washington. So everything is running well, however, and uh, those are main, uh, well-traveled roadways, of course. And at the Bay Bridge, still seeing the road work that uh, shuts down the eastbound span. And we do have uh, two-way operations set up on the westbound span, one lane open either direction. There is a brief delay as you make your way in that far right lane that is open on the westbound span. No major delays on the westbound side coming over from Stevensville back to Annapolis. The ride on 50 from the Bay Bridge through Annapolis back to the Capitol Beltway running without major delay. And no worries either side of 95 or 295 between the two beltways. 270 running just fine as you make your way north of uh, Bethesda through uh, Montgomery County into Frederick, all the way up to Frederick City in Prince George's County. Good-looking ride on Branch Avenue between the 301 interchange and Brandywine heading into town. Also Pennsylvania Avenue looking just fine between Upper Marlboro heading into Washington. 210 clear from Potomac Heights past Piscataway and up to the Beltway in Oxon Hill. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. Early morning temperatures in the teens with wind chill temperatures that are even lower, single digits to lower teens out there. Later today, it'll be the first time we get above freezing since Sunday, forecasting 32 degrees around noon and 39 degrees for a high temperature later today. Mostly cloudy skies by the afternoon as the next weather maker moves near. Expect snowfall to develop between 3 and 5 a.m. Friday morning. Between 5 a.m. and 3 p.m., that's when most of the snow will fall. And between 3 and and 7 p.m., the snow will start to taper before ending before midnight. We're expecting between 1 and 4 inches of snowfall on Friday. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Ciao, I'm Gian Andrea Noseda, the music director of the National Symphony Orchestra. We love shining a spotlight on today's most captivating artists, so we don't want you to miss our next concert. The Wall Street Journal calls him a master pianist with jaw-dropping panache. The L.A. Times says he creates spellbinding sonic art. And the Washington Post launches his elegant, absolutely flawless trills. Extraordinary young pianist Sung Jin Cho makes his highly anticipated return January 25th through 27th in the Kennedy Center Concert Hall, following last season's sold-out performances. Witness Cho unleash all the passion and poetry of Beethoven's Piano Concerto No. 4. Nozeda closes the evening with Shostakovich's epic Symphony No. 5, a masterpiece written in the throes of musical and political rebellion. Don't miss the return of two masters, John Andrea Nozeda and Sung Jin Cho, January 25th through 27th at the Kennedy Center. Tickets at nationalsymphony.org. Want to know what's on the road ahead of you? Check with WTOP for traffic updates every 10 minutes on the 8s. They're a must for every driver. Okay, you've got your seatbelt on, you've got your car started. What's next? Check my mirrors. Uh... Check the traffic report on WTOP. Now you got it. WTOP traffic updates anytime you're on the road. WTOP News. Facts matter. 
This is WTOP News. Over Baltimore State's attorney Marilyn Mosby's second federal crime trial kicked off with jury selection this week. Attorneys in the case, along with the judge overseeing it, began the task, apparently, of picking 12 jurors and four alternates around 10 a.m. on Wednesday midweek. The jury will be asked, we're told, to decide whether or not Mosby committed mortgage fraud when she purchased two vacation homes in Florida during the COVID pandemic. Mosby was found guilty of lying about the finances of a side business in order to improperly access retirement funds during the COVID pandemic. She served as Baltimore's top prosecutor from 2014 to 2022. Five black correctional officers locally at a Maryland prison have filed a federal lawsuit saying the prison's being run by a gang of white fellow officers. The five officers work at the Maryland Correctional Training Center in Hagerstown. This facility had not had very many black officers until the last few years. Co-counsel Edith Thomas. When our clients were hired in, there was a lot of animosity and there still is a lot of animosity towards them. The suit against Maryland's prison system says a gang of white officers with the knowledge of the warden are discriminating and retaliating against black officers. The lawsuit is based on the racketeering statute used to prosecute organized crime, alleging witness tampering, smuggling, and fraud. The Maryland Department of Public Safety and Correctional Services says it's investigating the serious claims. Neil Loggenstein, WTOP News. Out of Southeast D.C., where Metropolitan Police say a toddler has died. Younger than five, actually. We're told was found dead inside a home on Barnaby Terrace around 9.30 on Wednesday morning this week. Police also say foul play is not suspected here. No other info has been released. Stay with WTOP and WTOP.com for updates. Now we turn to a series of convenience store burglaries here at home where ATMs were the target. WTOP's own John Doman reports this morning crooks are using the jaws of life to pry open the money machine. After eight stores around the DMV were hit early Monday, the number of robberies under investigation just this week stands at more than a dozen, following another spike in D.C. and Maryland early this morning. It's almost always a 7-Eleven that's hit, and it's been happening for a while. An attempt in Hyattsville early this morning only failed because thieves mangled the ATM last week and it hasn't been fixed yet. Police Chief Jared Towers. They're using these these high-tech tools that are you know used for saving people's lives and cutting people out of cars. The belief is that at least most of these robberies are connected. This has been a regional issue dating back at least six, seven months. County police say more detectives and more patrol officers are on the case now. John Dome in WTOP News. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Sports at 25 and 55. Maryland started strong against the 18th ranked team in women's basketball, but faded late in an 84-76 home loss to Ohio State. Coach Brenda Freeze. Just their will to win was a little bit greater there at, at the end. Their will to go and go get it. And, you know, when, when you're playing a lot of zone, you, you've got to be able to go find someone to go, to go box out. The Maryland men lost a back-and-forth game at Northwestern, 72-69 to end a two-game win streak. Jameer Young scored a game-high 34 points but missed the potential game-winner in the final seconds. Virginia snapped a two-game slide with a 65-57 victory over rival Virginia Tech, and Navy came back to beat Lehigh 71-69. That's their fourth win in their last six. NFL history was made in New England, where the Patriots introduced Hampton, Virginia native Gerard Mayo as the first black coach in franchise history. And if you say you don't see color, listen to Mayo's response to that. I do see color, because I believe if you don't see color, you can't see racism. And 
whatever happens, black, white, even someone with disabilities, like, no, I want you to be able to go up to those people and really understand those people. So it goes back to whatever it is, black, white, yellow, it really doesn't matter, but it does matter so we can try to fix a problem that we all know we have. Mayo's hiring gives the NFL four black coaches among its